0: it comes back to networking and even for sighted people, networking is really important for them to get opportunities, but it it even compounds even more for blind or visually impaired people, because networking sets you up for opportunities, like going to the Louisiana uh, school for the blind, or uh, meeting people who are in the same position. Actually this week, I actually connected with someone, uh, I think over the NAPS emailing list, okay, uh, who directly emailed me and said that, wow, we also shared the same eye condition. And then for the longest time, I did not know if someone was out there that was experiencing the same eye condition I had, which is Leber's Hereditary Optic Neuropathy. And then knowing that someone had that and then also experienced uh, a uh, degeneration of his eyesight, yeah, uh during high school, which was uh, a little bit earlier for him, but uh being the same age with him with him was just huge because now, yeah, there's so much you relate to now, it's like you don't you don't feel alone, yeah, we can say that, oh, how's your college you know going right now, or how's your moving process, and then we can just like you know bounce off ideas and other interests and it, it it's just like really good to have a organization that has so many types of people who have so many different types of eye condition and then eventually at some point of time you're gonna connect with one of them and it's just huge having that connection
1: definitely and one thing i will say we're not just focused on networking we also focus on advocacy again we we, the equality for for all blind people right Mm -hmm. so something we're focusing right now in texas is making sure that voting ballots are accessible oh. to blind people um because i know right now uh, you, uh, you vote by mail right but mm-hmm. and they're paper ballots so how, how are we supposed to do that um so we're, we're working with the, the the secretary of state here in texas to to figure out a way to get that done so we do put our foot down when when things are not being done the way they're supposed to we've had um, different disputes with different companies and we've come with agreements to make their, their policies or their programs that they're trying to implement diff- accessible to, to us, right? So yeah. we do not just sit around here and chit chat all day. If there's something that needs to get done we will work together and, and get it taken care of because we deserve or all people would deserve to have equal access to anything. Yeah, so what is it
0: like being the president of something like Tabs? Like what what is it like the
1: dynamic? Hmm. I guess for lack of a better word, it's really chill. Mm. It's it's really it's not, you know, like it's it's a position where I'm allowed to meet different people and share ideas and also help build our organization, but also help contribute in and solving the issues that we are we're facing as blind people, right? I'm not this like majestic person who has a nice big office no i'm just a college kid who's just trying to get to life as well <laughs> yeah i'm not click cl- 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 cliff kingsbury with my nice marble clad desk or and jerry jones with his yacht <laughs> or jerry jones with my yacht no i'm just a regular college kid who who wants to help other blind people because so many people have helped me when i was growing up and they still do now so I'm happy I can be in a position where I can pay it forward. And honestly, I can still do what I do without being president. It's, it's just a title right now mm-hmm. um, that I'm happy to have to, to be able to help other people and just be a resource and share, you know, the, the philosophy of, organiz- of our organization and, and what we do. Um, I'm also very blessed and very thankful that I have a, a, a really good board of the, the, the student division with me that is always willing to, to help out on anything we need to get done. It's not just like a one-man show. It's not. It's definitely not. And our whole organization is not a one-man show. Mm-hmm. It, it takes many hands to, to get to do what we do. Um, so I'm really, you know, quick shout out to my board. I'm, I'm thankful for all of y'all. And, you know, we're going to work through all this and whatever needs to get done, we'll get it done. That's awesome. So it, it's, yeah, that's it's pretty much how it is. We have our board meetings, every month and we we plan for our coming events like our state convention business meeting or our student summit or what we want to do at our national convention um, with the national federation of the blind and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff fundraising and different things like that yeah uh,
0: when i was i guess still in high school i'm going to college now but during high school like especially during 12th grade because 11th grade was just like a confusing time for me. So I couldn't like, you know, venture into some things I wanted to do. But during 12th grade, yeah. I was thinking more about how can I contribute more back to, I guess, my high school and my community and also like being a leader. And when I was thinking about how I can be a leader or a leader of something, I, I, it really came to my mind or something come came to my mind where i didn't feel confident enough to be like i can you know show or motivate certain people who are i guess cited as a visually impaired person because you know obviously there's going to be doubts about that like are you sure you can do this or like there always is man for
1: everything you do there's always going to be someone that's going to doubt
0: yeah so i guess my uh, curiosity lies where you uh, think about leadership amongst sighted people, like you being a blind person and how you can motivate sighted people to uh, accomplish something. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I see that there are awesome leaders within the blind community uh, who yeah. can like motivate blind people because you know they share the same thing where they're blind. But now let's right. say you're put in a position where you're amongst sighted people how are you able to motivate them and that's my big question that's running through my mind right now
1: right so you know i'm a big fan of just being a person you know like 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 i said before blindness is just part of who i am it's, it's not who i am so when you, when I think about leadership, it's more about your personality and who you are as a person. Yeah. yeah, that that's what really makes a true leader. And you know, the having those character traits is not just because I'm blind doesn't mean I'm gonna be a good leader. I'm pretty sure there's, or even if just because someone's excited doesn't make them a good leader. You have to have that willingness to want and build up other people around you as well as yourself. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's a lot about how you carry yourself and how you express yourself too Um, that that says a lot about someone um i'm not gonna you know i would i'm not somebody who is what you say those motivational speakers that sits in front of a podium and starts yelling and waving their hands (laughs) you can do everything i'm not that i'm i'm not i'm a big fan of of leading by example so i believe that if people just observe how you know, we as an organization or me as a person goes about certain issues, um, it it says a lot more than whatever words I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I'll talk to people and help them or guide them, give them advice or link them to the people that can give them advice to whatever they're struggling with or um, any questions they may have. But a lot of it is by observing other people. That's how I learned Mm -hmm. how to to lead. I learned from my mentors in, in this organization and just people in general around me. Um, how they did you know how they went about their life it's just taking a step back and just observing what they do and how they do it and, and just taking notes of that in your mind and saying hey so when I'm in a similar situation I'll take this approach you know
0: yeah and also for uh blind people like oftentimes I feel like uh this might be terribly wrong but in my yeah. mind, there are like two types of blind people. There are the ones that are there. There are the ones that are willing to, uh, you know, get into some risks or like, to like you know, for self embetterment They're trying to like make them- themselves better by going out there, putting themselves out there, trying yeah. to challenge themselves every single day. And there's also these other blind people who are more content. Where they are, so yeah. they rather not risk it. They rather be safe, conservative, and yeah. I feel like leadership also, or you know, being another blind person or a mentor, like the motivating aspect is so integral to uh, helping, I guess, the blind community out because
1: there are people who are content, right? and yeah but if but if you take the blindness out of the question the sighted people are like that too there's exactly. there, you know anybody can be like that it, it yeah. you know it's just how they are as a person yes most people can become better but a big key in that is do you if they want it themselves if you want to you know somebody can see the potential in you mm-hmm. but if you don't want it for yourself how are you supposed to get there you have to want it first yeah. Once you want it, you can go after that. You know, you can't just have someone push you. Um, how does that saying go? You can take the horse to water, but you can't make it drink, or something like that. Yeah. So I was always
0: always thinking about, you know, how to motivate those types of people. I guess like there are like not just blind people, but sighted people right. too. And it's so difficult because, uh, it's I don't know. Like, like personally, I've never been. I wouldn't say like. Like, you know sometimes
1: you know i feel lazy but oh everybody yeah. does man everybody gets lazy here and there that's to- and that's totally normal that's that's yeah. fine it's just like the
0: desire to challenge yourself like i don't know where that comes from maybe it's like a product
1: of your environment but yeah. so here here's my the way i see it yeah there's the people that have that desire naturally right and then I think there's also the people who, you know, have that desire. What's the right word to describe it? I get light up inside them because either of a life experience. Potential. Of, yeah, the potential. Yeah. So I think they realize their own potential either through, a you know, a bad life experience or they see, you know, they see something they kind of, they see something they're passionate about. Yeah. They find a path. There you go. That's the, what I was thinking. they, they find a passion. And I think once they find that passion, mm-hmm. that desire starts to burn inside them, right? Because it's a passion. You're driven by, by emotions and that want to, you know, that, that affection you have towards whatever that is.
0: that That is really a area that I've always really thought about because, uh, me personally being, um, you know, challenging myself every single day and saying, not trying to maintain a, you know, status quo in terms of what I can do. And I wouldn't say I want people to say that, wow, you're a blind person. You can do this, that, and this. It's just like, I just want to, you know. Just be seen as Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, having some sort of uh, innate desire to, you know, have some sort of progress and some sort of uh, direction that I'm going instead of, you know, staying put in still water. So, yeah, that is, uh, I think another thing I want to talk about is college, I guess. sure. So what is one thing during college that you found out to be true or some uh, other things that you found out to be not as bad as you thought?
1: okay so one thing that comes to the top of my head is that's a good question like common Um,
0: misconceptions that come with
1: misconceptions okay so i guess i remember growing up when i was in middle school and high school people would people you know people i knew they would always say oh professors are such a hassle to deal with they don't they don't work very well with accommodations and all that kind of stuff you know, and, and then when I got to college, it, I, I found the opposite. I've met other college students that I'm pretty sure there's going to be people that, yes, you're going to have those issues with. But I believe that there's, you know, more people that are open to working with you if you show them that you're willing to work as well. You know, if you go in there with an attitude of, hey, I need this now, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. But if you, you know, go in there with an attitude of, hey, you know, we need to take care of this I'm not really sure how to go about it, but I'm willing to help you um, because I'm sure you can't do it on your own. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, what is that process like, you know,
0: talking to professors? Because I'm about to do that and I don't want to come off okay. as being snobbish or right. entitled to my
1: accommodations. Right. So... Okay, so it's really important that you be come affiliated with the well, here at ACC they call it the student accessibility office mm-hmm. other schools call it the office for students with disabilities whatever that office is is making sure that you become just becoming a, a user of their resources i guess for lack of a better word mm-hmm. um and, and signing up with them because they can be and they they're the ones who do all the tactile graphics and the text, yeah. alt text alternative format for documents and that kind of stuff um, you know there's there's people that have gone about college without that but I think I'd rather have a resource that I might not use as much than not have it at all I think that's that's one tip of advice I I would give a lot of college students is be affiliated with them um, and try different things you know if you were in high school and you used certain accommodations like braille or a screen reader or a reader to help you take notes or extra time then then definitely use those because you know that's worked for you right um, and then if they offer different accommodations along with that and you think they might be helpful to you then definitely use them or apply you know add them to your accommodation so, uh, your accommodation letters which is this document where it says you know your name your name it says that your whatever your disability is and the accommodations you will be using for that specific course and every professor Um, gets one when you become a student of their class. I'm a firm believer in students being the ones Mm -hmm. who send those via email to Mm -hmm. the professors Mm -hmm. because it makes it look um, that you care about your own career. If you have that office send them for you, it's not going to look the same, you know? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I'm a big proponent of, you know, going to that office for students with disabilities, talking about the accommodations for your courses, and then as soon as you get those letters, send them over to your professors and say, hey, professor so-and-so, my name is, for example, Jesse, I'll be in your English 1 class, you know, I, I am totally blind and attached, you will find my, my letter of accommodations that I will be using for your course. And giving them the chance to ask questions so I always say, hey, feel free to ask any questions or we can always talk after the first day of class, after you, you know, pass out the syllabus and that kind of stuff. So building that, that relationship with your professor, instead of just seeing them as a person who you're just going to go to the class because you have to, you know?
0: Yeah. Like having a not so, I guess, high horse attitude about saying that you have to do this. You got to give me my Yeah, Give me it. Like being like, yeah. Hungry hippo, like give me all my accommodations now, or I'm gonna like exactly. swing my hammer down and say that you're bad and, and then sue just you. <laughs> go and build
1: a giant lawsuit over the college. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be messy, but <laughs> it's like that lady who went to McDonald's and said that your coffee burned me.
1: I'm gonna oh, sue yeah, you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be, don't be. We don't need Karen's in this world. There's too many Karen's already. Yeah. Like, you, you do know what? Have you heard about that kind of, yeah, the the whole yeah, thing? yeah yeah
0: like the other day. <laughs> the other day my older brother he went to uh UPS and then uh he was trying to return an Amazon package because it was it was wrong or the product was such a mess too man but he was at UPS he was in the line he was the second person and there was a Karen that walked in (laughs) 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 and then she she was like and she had her walk or something I think and Yeah. So my, what my, I don't remember hundred percent what my older brother said, but he was like, that woman walked in, and you know that, uh, those ladies who are kind of overweight, and then she's like middle aged white woman, like a Karen, and then she walked in, (laughs) and she was like, I just had surgery, um, my back is hurting. (laughs) I need to cut the line or something. And then like she she was like, I'm I just bought. From Amazon, six bottles of water for a good price, and it was like, um, what was it like, twenty dollars or something like that. It was crazy. Wow. It was expensive. <laughs> like each bottle, of water, I think it was like six. I don't remember actually. It, it, like those bottles of water, it holy water or something. I don't, I don't know. even know. Like she was like, uh, going to this is way better than going out. Uh, you know, driving to. Walmart because now you can pick it up from Amazon UPS. It's the, it's the same thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. And then she was like, my back is hurting. Can you guys, can can you guys help me put these waters in my car? And she was looking at my older <laughs> brother and he was, and she was looking at the guy behind my older brother. And, and like, my older brother was like, what is this carrying doing?" <laughs> Like, what is yeah. no, yeah, and, definitely do not have that. Yeah, attitude. and then she yeah. got in an argument with the UPS lady behind the counter, and she was like, Oh, my wow, God. Oh, well, um, you <laughs> know, you know, and she's like, oh, All right, let me get my dolly out and my hand dolly, and I can like help you out, you know, move help into your you car. Out,
1: yeah. <laughs> she's like, Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely go with the approach of, Hey, I'm in your class, I, yeah. I'm blind, or whatever disability you have, this is how I work. In, in classes like these, um, let's make this work together. If you have any questions, let me know. If I have any questions, I'll come to you. And if there's a question we both have, yeah. we'll find the solution together. You know, that, that's a big one. And, and you know, there's going to be those professors where you like them a lot generally yeah. as a person and, you know, because you relate to them in some sort of way and you go, you know, spend time with them during their office hours, you know, because of the course. And there's going to be those professors where, you know yeah you're there in the class and the class is cool but you know it, it's you are you just work with them you know and then you do you make sure that you know both you guys both parties you know get do what they need to get done um so yeah definitely that's that's what um i would recommend when it comes to that yeah so the last thing i want to talk about
0: or touch upon is uh how do we you know, as blind people, how do we improve our perception amongst sighted people? I guess doing a better way, uh, like what you said just there, disclosure, disclosing our disability to our professors and what other things we can do as a community to not continue that same stigma or perception that comes with blind people, but also yeah. like change it and, you know, Uh, making it better instead of worse I guess
1: okay so I would definitely suggest to be open to people asking you questions they're gonna ask yeah no matter you know people are gonna ask everybody's gonna ask blind people are gonna ask blind people questions sighted people are gonna ask blind people questions it's it's normal we are social humans are social creatures um, but just because you're blind doesn't mean you're such a, you shut yourself out to people, you know, you you different. I think a, a good approach to that is being open minded and understanding that not everybody is going to know how to, you know, talk to us, there's just, you know, of course, those people that they see you walking down the street and they start talking to you super like, Hello, do you need like no <laughs> you know, we've all been there. We've all been there. Or or they, they yeah. try to help you cross the street when you they grab your cane or they grab your arm or they start pulling like no, you know, you can just stop and say, Hey, I, I know I'm blind, but yeah. you know, that's not necessary. And just being open to to people approaching you about, you know, your blindness or whatever disability you may have. Um and being calm about it yeah. and um, just open to explaining, explaining why it is or the reason of what you're doing, or just being open to answering their question. You know. Yeah. Uh, another thing I would say is adopting a positive blindness philosophy. So again, where the National Federation of the Blind comes into play is we believe that you can live the life you want. Blindness is not what holds you back. Mm-hmm. If, you know, you receive the right training and have the right tools meet the right people learn what you need to learn about yourself um, you become comfortable with your blindness right and there's different phases of that there's different phases of also being independent as a blind person and that's a whole different topic we can get into um but yeah definitely seeing blindness as part of who you are it's not who you are Um, you just have to work around it it's like having you know brown hair if you if you want a different hair color what do you go to? you go diet you know if you're blind you can't see where you're going so you use a cane or a guide dog or whatever you want to use um you can't read print so you use braille you know you just find different you know you find alternative ways or alternative techniques to to take care of what you need to take care of yeah it's not uh, as a person that
0: became blind later on in life i think uh, i remember doing I, I went to hong kong for three years And I Mm -hmm. remember during those, during those three years, I think I remember seeing a person who was also Mm -hmm. blind. Uh, I was like a third grader back then. I saw a woman who was blind and who was using cane. At that time, you know, that's the first time I saw, I've seen a blind person in person. And I thought it was kind of weird, interesting, but I guess I didn't really pay attention as much. So now that I'm, Uh, blind or visually impaired I've have a you know kind of I notice people like more what I mean by that is I notice people like I'm really more conscious self-conscious of other people like kind of judging me
1: whenever I use a cane because I'm a cane user I got you so yeah definitely so am I and like Often. And see that that's normal. That that's totally normal. Once you get comfortable with using a king, you won't really care. You, yeah. you you won't even care that people stare yeah. at you. But that, again, that's normal. Another thing to keep in mind here, Jesse, is you know we're all different people. And we all come from different backgrounds and we all have different experiences. So, what works for me is might not work for you. Yeah. And that might not work for Jimbo across the street. And what works for Jimbo might not work for Tommy on the other, in, yeah. you know, in, in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So, we have to keep in mind that everybody's different, whether we're sighted, whether we're blind, we're all different. And we all have different techniques we use. Yeah. You know, but as long as what we get done, what we need to get done, it doesn't really matter as long as the job gets done, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. and i feel like what i was trying to get at uh with my previous point was more like how i I wouldn't say like you know enforcing this but how would cited people how should they their attitude be okay it's kind of a weird question but yeah i'm trying to think through this as i say it but it's like
1: well, oh, I feel what, that. That can be really hard. I feel what that. What <laughs> sort of
0: attitude should sighted people have are towards blind people, I guess. Because oftentimes, you see on movies, the only way they represent blind people is with sunglasses.
1: Oh, it's so bad, man. Right? They have people feeling each other's faces. They're just really clumsy. It's bad, man. It's, it's I bad. wouldn't put sunglasses on a
0: person to to represent a blind person on the same (laughs) level. I wouldn't wouldn't put that on the same level as blackface, for example. But it's pretty bad, I would say. Like, it's not the only type of blind person that you can see out there,
1: right? Of course not. There's going to be people, you know, there, there, of course, there's, there's going to be those. And then you have totally competent blind people that have, you know, received blindness skills training w- some way or another, or have learned a positive philosophy of blindness, or they just have found out what works best for them, you know? Yeah. So that, that goes back to where I said that we're all different and we all come from big, different backgrounds and different experiences. And, you know, what works for someone may not work for you. So for sighted people, a big thing I I suggest is just seeing us as blind people. You know, forget the cane, yeah. Forget the guide dog. We're people too. You know, we we eat too. We sleep too. We tie our shoes too. You know, um, we're we're people. We eat. You know, like I said, we we want. We also like to have a good time. We're just regular people. We just we just can't see. That's that's literally yeah. what it is. That doesn't mean we don't know. We're useless. No. Um, mm-hmm. We might just do things differently than you, but we can totally do what you do.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, a final thing to wrap this all up is I guess for people who are excited, not to overcomplicate things, not to like say, oh, uh, what should I call this person? Uh, should I call yes. them a fisherman bear, blind, uh, slightly disabled? That's personal uh, taste. Uh, uh, yeah, I no, that,
1: that's a personal thing. So just,
0: I, I feel like don't try to overcomplicate. When you try to approach someone who is blind or has a cane or has a guide dog, for example, just, you know, be open about it. You know, you can ask questions, obviously. We're going to be prepared to, you know, answer those
1: questions. But and some people might, some people might not. It just depends on who you get, you know. I I think something to keep in mind or the best way to go about it is, hey, my name's so-and-so. Do you need any help? how can Mm -hmm. I help you? I think that's the very first question someone should ask. Don't say, I noticed you're blind. Do you need any help? No, just say, hey, my name's so-and-so. Do you need any help? I I think that would be the best way to go approach a blind person. Yeah. um, Or or whoever. Because that's how you approach somebody else. Like, if you see some dude, you know, struggling with his bag of groceries at HEB, and he, you know, hey, my name's Sal, how can I help you, man? Like, do you need help (laughs) carrying that bag? You you don't just change it because it's, it's at HEB. It's just whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, so... With that, I'll say, that's a wrap.